Okay, we're starting a, a new series today. I, I wondered if um, you have somebody in your life that cannot whisper. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like at the library? You know what I'm saying? Or, or maybe they're just saying something that you really don't want to be heard in public and they cannot whisper. Yeah? Or the movie theater, you're like, shh. You know, or church, I don't know, something like that. Class at school. One of my um, best friends in college had no gear for whispering. And we sat together in chapel every day. And he would sit next to me and he would want to talk while we were in chapel. And, you know, during the worship, nobody could hear you because it was loud. But he had no, he had no uh, discrimination about when this happened. And so he's sitting next to me and say, hey, what are you going to eat for lunch? And I'm like, I promise I think the guy speaking can hear you. I mean, like, we're as far in the back as we can get. And I'm telling you, I think the guy speaking can hear you. And I would say, hey, you got, you got to lower your voice. He'd go, hey, what are you going to eat for lunch? And I was like, so it's not as much punch, you know, but the tone's still in his voice. So I'd say, hey, whisper. And he would do this weird thing. He just couldn't turn the tone off his voice. So he would like mix a whisper with a voice. Hey, what are you going to eat for lunch? I was like, not better. Not better at all. And, and, and if you have a friend like that, you know, it can be awkward and, and it can be uncomfortable. And I could feel the heat of people's eyes laser beaming on my face around me. You know, like, do something. Like, you really? Really? You're really having this conversation right now? You know, I'm trying to listen. You know, all of that going on. And, and it's an uncomfortable place to be, and it tends to be disruptive, and it can be very awkward if the conversation, you know, is personal in nature. You know, like, can you believe that guy wore that? He's right here on the other side of me. It's not like eight pews over. You know, what are you doing? I do find, though, when it comes to God, that's exactly what we want. When he talks to us, we want him to be disruptive, and we want him to be loud, and we want it to be overwhelming so that we somehow interpret that as being clear. Surprisingly, God seems to do the exact opposite. He speaks in what I call whispers. And this is what this series is about. We're starting today, hearing God's voice. After finding your identity in Jesus, who you are in him and who he is, I believe the next most important issue for every believer is can you hear his voice? Can you hear his voice? So I can, I can feel you know, the penalty flags being thrown in the room already. Like, yeah, 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 but, 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 time out, wait a minute, and, and I knew somebody, and, and, and all of these objections to, you know, God only speaks to, like, missionaries and pastors and, you know, spiritual people like that. Or, okay, maybe God speaks on special occasions, you know, if you're exhausted all other means, and you're in a real jam, God might break down reluctantly and bring out the big guns and actually communicate to you if you're desperate enough. These are things we often believe unconsciously. Or, or this one, everybody knows God only speaks to weird people. 
right? I mean, there are thousands of examples of God told me, and we all know God wasn't anywhere around it, right? God told me, yeah, sure, I've heard this before. And we think, I don't want to be one of them, so I'm not going to say God ever talks to me. Or maybe we reluctantly say, okay, okay, God does talk to people sometimes, But it's also confusing. How can we ever know for sure that God has spoken to us? How do we know it's not just us making it up? We're going to talk about all of that in this series. So I I really hope that you'll join us through the whole series the next four weeks. Now, today, I just want to lay the foundation, and I I just want to very, very simply lay out a foundation starting in John chapter 10. Jesus is speaking at verse 1, and he says, Very truly, I tell you Pharisees, he's talking to religious leaders, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. In other words, there are people that try to function in the kingdom, and the approach they take is not right. It's legalistic and all of this. So now he's going to contrast their leadership to his leadership. Verse 2, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Now he's talking about himself. Now he's going to describe what the shepherd of the sheep is like. Verse 3, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. What are we hearing? The shepherd speaks... What does he talk about? He calls his own sheep by their own name. He knows them personally and intimately, and he speaks to them about their identity as sons and daughters of God in Christ. And then what does he do? He leads them out. Out where? Out of the pen, into the pasture, into the abundant life that Jesus said he came to give us. So are you following? He speaks. He speaks about identity. He leads to abundant life. This is the shepherd. So let me, if you have something to write with, I'm going to give you very, very simple thoughts today to build a foundation because I don't want anyone in this series to say, God only speaks to certain kinds of Christians. He does not speak to me. My goal is to show you from Scripture that God speaks to you. So number one, God is already speaking to you. You don't have to pray, God speak to me. You you don't have to say that. God is already speaking. You know why? Because God always takes the first step. We don't take the first step. The Bible says while we were sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. While we were doing our own thing, Jesus initiated a love move toward us and said, I'm coming to you. We're only left to respond. So we don't have to conjure up. We don't have to create. We don't make something happen. God is already speaking to you. He has initiated a move toward you, and he has initiated conversation toward you. Jesus speaking to you is not an event. It's a lifestyle. He's our shepherd, and we're his sheep, and he speaks to his sheep. I, I'm Studying this, uh, I know nothing about you know farming or anything like that. I grew up in the city. 
But I did learn a little bit about sheep herding. And so you, you may, may or may not know this. A shepherd would constantly talk to the sheep. It didn't matter what he was saying. He was just talking to the sheep all the time. Because what the shepherd is doing in the conversation is he is training the sheep on what his voice sounds like so when he does have something important to tell them, it'll be familiar. And so he's talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. In fact, this routine went on so much that shepherds would often um, feed or, or put their flock out to pasture in the same valley. The shepherds would sit up on a hill and talk to one another as they oversaw a, a multiple flocks of sheep in the same valley. And when it was time for one of the shepherds to leave, he would stand up and he would start to walk up the hill out of the valley and he would start to talk to a sheep, call a sheep. And something incredible happens out of those hundreds of sheep in the valley, only his flock would turn around and leave and walk up the hill and follow him. Because they have, they have been trained on what his voice sounds like. And so if you read later on in John 10, he says, they will not follow another. That's what that picture, this is the picture Jesus is drawing from to describe his role as a shepherd and his relationship with the sheep. Look, Jesus spoke to demons and diseases and doubters and dead people. Why wouldn't Jesus speak to you? He, he spoke to everybody. Matthew 4, 4. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on what? Every word that comes from the mouth of God. Did you notice some translations say proceeds from the mouth of God? Present tense. Not that he has spoken in the past through the prophets or the forefathers. Presently, that proceeds from the mouth of God. God didn't speak once and we wrote it down and we just gather around that manuscript and that's it. He continues to speak. John 16, 12 and 13. I have much more to say to you, Jesus is talking to his disciples, more than you can bear. Like, I got so much stuff to tell you. You can't handle it. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. Watch. He will not speak on his own. What will he do? He will speak. You just stop there. He will speak only what he hears. He will speak. The Holy Spirit, when he came to earth, he came speaking. Now, that's not a shut deal. That's not a phase. That's an ongoing thing. Revelation 3.20. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice. So, so he's talking. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, see, it's him talking and us responding. It's impossible to read the Bible and come to the conclusion that God doesn't speak to people today. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I mean by that. If I took a Bible and handed it to someone who had never read it in their life and said, go, go into your room and shut the door and read this and tell me what you think about this, nobody else mess with them. Don't put any doctrines in them. Don't put any of that kind of stuff in them. Just read the Bible and tell me if you think God still talks to people today. I guarantee you 100 out of 100 would come out of that room and say, well, yes. Of course he does. Now, now you may say, a time out again, I've never heard God speak to me. Now, now, we do have to differentiate one thing. Every time you hear a teaching like this, we always are you know, captured by the I've never heard the audible voice of God. Well, me either. 
And, and you know what? So what? What does that matter? One day I will see Jesus face to face and I will hear his audible voice for eternity. And I will recognize it because I've become familiar with it in my heart. And so it's, it, it doesn't matter. That really is irrelevant. But primarily what we're talking about is a whisper inside. We're not talking about audible. We're talk- I mean, I'm not against that. I'm not for that. It really doesn't matter. We're talking about communication with God. So you may say, I've never heard God in my heart speak to me. And what I would say to you is, don't bring your theology down to your personal experience. Bring your personal experience up to your theology. And and maybe something inside can change. It cost God everything to open up a conversation with you. Why would he not speak to you? Number one, God is already speaking to you. Number two, you hear his voice. Not you can, not you should, not you might. Verse 3 says, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep listen to my voice. I I, I remember hearing a story from uh, Dr. Mark Rutland who was the president of the university where I went to school, and he was on an airplane. You know, you always hear these airplane stories from traveling, traveling uh, ministers or whatever. So he's on the airplane, and he's sitting next to this guy, and as they're telling you, know, what do you do for a living? And he tells them. And then as, as it turns out, they're both pastors. One is a pastor in a branch of the church that believes that God spoke, and he doesn't speak anymore. Like that dispensation is over. And he finds out that uh, Dr. Rutland is of the other persuasion. So he says, hey, are you, are you not one of those kooky people that believes that God still speaks today, are you? And he said, hey, look, I, I just am on the flight. I want to sit here, go to my destination. We don't have to do this. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm fine without this. He goes, no, no, no. I mean, really, you really, you really think God speaks today? And he said, well, let me ask you a question. You're a pastor, right? He said, yeah. He said, who called you to ministry? Like, how did that work out? (laughs) When you were born, you were born with the innate ability to hear. You didn't have to grow ears. You didn't have to learn how to hear. You could just hear. What you did have to learn how to do is to to, um, eliminate distractions and focus in on, tune in on what you're trying to hear and tune out everything else. When you were born again... The Bible says when you pass from death to life and you became a Christian and a child of God, you were born with spiritual ears in your heart. And you were born again with an innate ability to hear God. You don't don't have to um, learn to hear. You have to learn to tune out all the distractions around you and tune in to his voice. If you can't hear God, if you don't think you can hear God, why would you pray? What would prayer be for? Like prayer's not a one-sided conversation where we just give God our to-do list. We just come to drop off all our burdens and then go back to it. Prayer is a two-sided conversation. We pray because God has some important things he wants to say to us. And he invites us to say, what we want to say to him. So here's the question this morning. 
Is Jesus your shepherd? Yes? If you're a believer, are you a sheep? Yes. Then you hear his voice. Now, you might not know what it is, but it doesn't change the fact that you hear it because you have ears. You're born with ears. You're born with spiritual ears. John 12, 26 through 30 is a fascinating account in Scripture. Um, Listen to verse 26. Whoever serves me must follow me, Jesus speaking, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. All right, so far so good. 27. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? You know, we're getting close to the cross. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. All right, so Jesus is wrestling with, with, this, um, with the torture and all that he's about to go through. Verse uh, 20, 29, or 28. Then a voice came from heaven. Wait, wait. wait. A voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. So Jesus said, glorify your name. He goes, I've already done it, but I'm about to do it again. 29. The crowd that was there and heard it said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said, you have three opinions about what happened. This voice was for your benefit, not for mine. All right, now watch. The Father speaks to Jesus, and and the verse says, everyone in the crowd heard the voice. Now, here's what's interesting about human behavior. They only had two responses. One group explained it away by saying, that was just thunder. This is where we say, if God would just audibly speak to me, you'd probably say it's thunder. Because he did. Don't think that that's what the entire thing is, is hinged on, is if I could just hear God's voice once, that would fix me. No, it wouldn't. The other group knew something spiritual had happened. They just didn't think it was for them. They thought an angel was speaking to Jesus. Well, that's for him. It's not for us. So, so watch. People generally have, believers generally have one or two responses to God's voice. They either explain it away, or they realize something spiritual has happened, but they think it's for someone else. That's not for me. I wonder how often we sit in this room, and God speaks to us, and we have one of those two responses. We explain it away, well, that was just a coincidence. Or we say, oh, that's good for them, that's really spiritual, but it's not for me. I wonder how often that happens. Everyone hears God's voice. How how many times have you said in your life, (laughs) that was a weird coincidence. I don't believe all coincidences are God's voice. Neither do I believe that no coincidences are God's voice. He speaks through those. How many times have you thought, well, that was a strange impression, or maybe you've been praying about something, and you go to sleep that night, and you have a dream, and and it's just like what you've been praying about, and you wake up, and you say, man, that's so weird. I had this dream, and I mean, it was just like what I've been praying. Isn't that, it's like God's talking to me or something. (laughs) That's all we can do for you. Like, that's as good as it gets. Sometimes I think we hear God's voice. We just don't like what he has to say. 
It's totally possible to hear the voice of God and to be completely unaware of it. You know why? Because God usually speaks in whispers. We could just dismiss it. That's why two people can come to a life group, two people can come to a service, two people can read the same scripture, and one has a life-changing encounter with God, and the other one thinks it's completely irrelevant to their life because it has everything to do with your openness to hear from the Father who sent his Son to die for you and has given you the Holy Spirit to walk in relationship with him. It's everything to do with that. If you're a Christian, you've already heard his voice. How do you think he got saved? It wasn't your idea. While we were sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. He moved first. You heard his voice. You responded, and you moved from death to life. If he would speak to you when you were dead, why wouldn't he speak to you when you're alive? Because we think his voice is transactional. Oh, God was just talking to me so that I get saved. Now I'm saved. I'm on my own. Do you hear how weird that sounds? What kind of dysfunctional father would he be? The primary purpose of God's voice in our life is not information, it's intimacy. Have you ever been convicted of something? You're walking along, and I know I shouldn't do this, watch this, say this, and you get this impression, it's a whisper, and it says, let's don't do this, let's don't go down the path of death, let's go down the path of life. That's the whisper of God. Have you ever been reading the Bible and a scripture will just jump off the page? It's like, it's like God will just take that passage He'll, he'll dip it out, and like a spoon, he'll just feed it to your soul, and it'll strike right at your soul. That's, that's God. <laughs> that's the voice of God. Have you ever been sitting in a church service, and you feel like the pastor's speaking directly to you? You ever felt like somebody had a camera in your living room? Like, we've just been talking about that all week. How did you know that? We do have a camera. No, no, we don't. We don't have a camera in your living room. That would just be weird. That would just be weird sometimes we'll do, you know, a series or a message and we'll be talking about sharing your faith or using your spiritual gifts and somebody will say, uh, come up to me after and say, man, uh, Pastor, when you were talking about forgiveness and having good relationships and I just realized I need to apologize to my friend and, and reconciliation, I'm so glad you preached it. And I'm thinking, I didn't say reconciliation, relationship, forgiveness. I didn't talk about none of that. What are you talking about? I said, I didn't talk about that. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You need to use your gifts. That's what the message was. And when that first started happening in my life, I didn't know how to understand that. But here's what I realized. What's happening in that moment is the Holy Spirit is speaking exactly what that person needs to hear, regardless of what series we're on at the time. Look. I'm trying to discern from the Holy Spirit what, what message or series we need next as a church, but that can't cover everybody in every moment and everything. Sometimes, you know, people will pick and choose if they're going to come to church based on what the series is. Well, that's a mistake because we can do a series on giving and some people will be set free from pain from the past. We'll do a series on uh, miracles and somebody will all of a sudden start to become generous and start giving. We can do a series on uh, 
a, a, a discipleship. And all of a sudden, some, somebody will, somebody's marriage will be healed or their relationship with their child will be restored. And you say, what is this? It has everything to do with the fact that for believers, the Holy Spirit lives inside you and is speaking to you. So this is a dynamic environment. When you put yourself in a posture and an environment to hear God's voice, you hear God's voice. Three, his voice draws you close. You probably know the story. In case you didn't, I'm going to summarize it. Elijah in the Old Testament is running from his life from a demon-possessed queen. And he's hiding in a cave and all this... Uh, seismic activity starts to happen. You have an earthquake, whatever they were, I don't remember. Earthquake, tornado, you know, lions and tigers and bears, whatever it all was out there. Lightning, fire, tsunami, I don't know. Death star, you know, I don't know. There's all kind of stuff going on. But as each thing waved through, the Bible would say, and the tornado happened, and God wasn't in the tornado, and the lightning happened, and the fire happened, and the whatever happened, and God wasn't in that, and God wasn't in that, and God wasn't in that. But then all of a sudden, what was God in? God spoke in a still small voice, in a whisper. That's why we named this series what we did. God usually speaks in a whisper. Why? Listen, because he's close. He's not far away in some back corner of the universe hiding behind his transcendence, he's moved close. So he doesn't have to shout. He doesn't have to wave his arms because he's right there. He's inside you. Why would you have to scream? You're right there. You don't have to raise your voice and yell and all of that. And he wants to be closer. And sometimes he will actually lower his voice so you'll lean in. And we're saying, God, speak louder. And he's saying, quiet your life down a little bit. The intent of the voice of God is to draw you closer. So when you've been out of conversation with God, he's not mad at you. That's not his voice. He misses you. He wants to be close to you. We want God to speak in the spectacular, right? We want him to speak in the thunder and the, and the fire and the noise. And Look, if I just be totally honest with you, I wish God would just text me. I'm going to just be bling, I love you, bling, you have a destiny, bling, 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 bling. Just light it up. Come on, Jesus. Just light it up. I wish Jesus would just text me. Just text me and let's get it over. Let's get on with it. Right? We want Jesus to speak in the spectacular. We're watching a TV show and we interrupt this program to bring you a special message from God. (sighs) Boy, that would get some attention in the living room, wouldn't it? Or, or we want to be like Balaam's donkey. We're walking our dog, and the dog whips his head around and starts talking to us. God wants you to know. Now, that would be weird. I'm not that fond of animals, and I'm just telling you, that would be weird. Can I tell you something? We want God to speak in the spectacular. You have the Holy Spirit of God living inside you and that is spectacular that is spectacular 
That is all the spectacular you need. If you want to write a thought down to take with you today, here it is. We want God to speak in the spectacular so we don't miss it. He speaks in a whisper so we don't miss Him. We want God to speak in the spectacular so we don't miss it. And God speaks in a whisper because He doesn't want you to miss Him. He wants you to know Him. That's what His voice is for, is to draw you close. Not to just electrify you. Because the spectacular comes and goes. But He wants to be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Would you stand with me this morning? Prayer team, would you come and... um, Would you just close your eyes, please, and open your hearts as the prayer team's coming. No one looking around. (laughs) Boy, I I wish we had more time today, and we just don't. But I'd love for you to come back and and follow us in this series. This is going to be a really good series for us. God's going to speak to you through this series. I guarantee it. With every eye closed, I just want to simply... Let us kind of quiet ourselves down for a minute. And I want to ask you the question, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you today? Usually, it's the first thought that comes to your mind. Not always. And oftentimes, it's a thought that won't go away. It just keeps coming back again And again, you kind of push it away and it comes back. You push it away and it comes back. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you today? With every eye closed, in just a moment, we're going to begin to sing this song. And today, if you need prayer, if you have a need you want to bring to the Father, if you hear His voice speak to you, I want you to come to a prayer team member and just say, man, this is what I think God said to me or this is what I feel like I want to pray about and just respond remember he initiates we respond so now it's our part he is speaking now it's our turn to respond and so this is your opportunity in prayer and in worship and in singing to respond so as I begin to pray if you need prayer this morning I want you just to come and find one of the prayer team. I want you to come right now. Just open your eyes and find one of the prayer team and just begin to move to them because God is here. He's in this room. He's speaking. He loves you. He wants to touch you. He wants to help you, but you have to respond. You have to respond as he's calling you. Lord, I thank you today for the voice of God. I thank you today for the love of God. I thank you that you are working and you are speaking and you are filling this place with your presence in your kingdom agenda. And so, Lord, I pray now that as we respond to your voice, that you you would minister, you would set free, you would heal, you would strengthen, you would blanket this place in the love and the presence of Jesus Christ. As the worship team begins to sing, if you need prayer, I just want you to come right now. Any need of any kind, I want you to come right now. Bring it to Jesus. Just bring it to him.